Hello and welcome to the Franchise Growth Pod, a podcast created by the team here at AC Inc. and your resource for all things mindset, franchisee performance, profitability, leadership, marketing, pretty much everything you need to know to get to your next stage of growth. We like to think of this podcast as friends chatting franchising on a rooftop patio over a glass of wine or maybe a whiskey. So if you love action steps, genuine conversations, and growing your business, settle in and let's talk franchise growth. All right, here we go. Angela Cote back. If you've ever watched any of my videos before, you may have heard me say before that I have a policy that doing something is better than nothing. So be warned, you might hear a few ums, you might hear me have a little few bloopers and wish I said something different, but I'm gonna go for it anyway because I believe that when we overthink things, that uh, analysis can lead to paralysis and perfection is the enemy of done. Hopefully this inspires you to adopt the same approach for anything that you're trying to do that you're overthinking. I'd love to help people get over those roadblocks and take action on things that you've been holding back on. So here I am, I'm taking action, I'm walking the talk, I'm back on my podcast, probably gonna say a few ums, probably gonna wish I could pause this and edit things out, but we're just gonna go for it. I am gonna start today with a shout out to the International Franchise Association for the convention, the annual convention that was just hosted in Orlando, Florida. Awesome to see all of the friends and fr- franchise friends and franchise family and peers and, and fun people in Orlando. And uh, so IFA 2020 was a big success. One of the things that was really special for me this year was the opportunity to facilitate a table at the annual leadership conference, which is a day-long conference that happens the day before the IFA actually kicks off. And it it attracts uh, all of the, uh, not all of, but a lot of uh, franchise leaders, people who want to get better at leadership. And it, it was so fantastic because when you think about it, franchising is really all about leadership. And when a franchisor is really good at being a leader. They're good at attracting people. They're good at helping support their franchisees and good at helping their team on the front line. I would say that my dad was a fantastic leader at M&M Meat Shops and his ability to understand people and inspire people and motivate people to achieve their goals and, and beyond and really unleash their full potential. So at the annual leadership conference, it was a combination of keynote speakers, a panel, and one of the really exciting things was the Crystal Compass Award, which is an award for fran- for leadership in franchising, was awarded to my friend and amazing person, Paul Pickett. So shout out to Paul Pickett of Wild Birds Unlimited. So well deserved. I couldn't think of a, I mean, I guess there's a lot of other amazing people in franchising as well, but he was uh, so, he was so humble about it. And, and he just, I couldn't think of a better person to, to receive the, the, Award. It was fantastic to hear his uh, his acceptance talk, which incorporated various leadership tips of his own. And you can reach out to me if you want to hear some of those. But that was really cool. And then the day finished off with a case study, which was really neat. We didn't know what the company was, but we had a case study of a company that had gone through some some big challenges and had lots of disgruntled franchisees and unprofitable franchisees. And as a table we were working through what would we do to 
to improve the situation? What types of things need to happen? How would you prioritize those things? It was a, a real life case study that enabled us to really you know, test our leadership skills and then have the actual franchisor come in and share what they actually did so that we could then compare notes to what we thought should be done. And of course, my team nailed it, <laughs> of course. Um, the actual company that it was, was the joint chiropractic and Peter Holt came in and, and talked about the, the things that he did as a leader to turn the company around. It was super fantastic and very insightful. So I highly recommend the annual leadership conference at the IFA next year, 2021, which is back in Vegas. So be sure to check that out. Happy to answer any questions if anybody wants to learn more about it. That was one of my uh, most special experiences. There were also, also lots of great um, events, roundtables, you name it, parties. Of course, I would never go to any of those. Um, and just great to network with everybody. Highly encourage people that are in the franchise community to check it out. And uh, one of the workshops or you know educational opportunities, uh, in addition to the annual leadership conference that really stood out for me was the super cool LinkedIn, finding uh, franchisees on LinkedIn workshop by Dan Monahan and Marcos Mura, um, also uh, well, facilitated by Lane Fisher. And it was very uh, actionable. And we learned a lot about how to use LinkedIn from a more sales oriented approach. I know that one of the things that I often teach people is how to use LinkedIn from a sort of networking and engagement approach that works well for attracting leads as, as well. Uh, this was a little bit more of a methodical approach that I will be happy to teach my clients and anybody that I work with. And so today on that note, I'm going to actually review something that I talked about in a video that got a lot of engagement and the video was four minutes long. So I thought it might be kind of nice to have a little bit more time on a podcast to uh, expand a little bit on some of the things I said. So that's the goal of this is to give you some good content on, um, on how to find franchisees, not specifically just on LinkedIn, um, more along the lines of like, Hey, Angela, I need help finding franchisees. What should I do? So this is more broad. I'll probably do a podcast review of what I learned in that LinkedIn workshop as well, especially if I get any comments from anybody or direct messages asking for it, then that will prompt me to do that as well. And, and I can share some insights on things I learned and was quite blown away by and look forward to implementing with my clients to help us find franchisees. Now, one thing I have to add in here, and I think I said this on one of my previous podcasts, when... I first started doing what I'm doing now, running around as a franchise growth catalyst. I found that um, while I was feeling that my superpowers were in the area of operations and field support, um, helping franchisors better support their franchisees, that it, it kept coming back to whether or not the franchisees were the right fit, especially in my emerging franchisor clients. So while I... I'm super passionate about helping franchisors get their franchisees more engaged, more profitable, more happy. It became clear very quickly that, that if we don't have the right franchisees in place, that's never going to happen. So I began to really research, and this goes back like four years ago. So not only, um, you know, having grown up in a franchise and having to deal with this and work, you know, with franchisees that weren't a fit and, and try to assess why, how did they get into the system versus the ones that, you know, should be there. So not only that, but I, I really spent the last four years researching, going to uh, conferences all over North America, franchise conferences, 
listening in on, you know, franchise development panels, franchise recruitment. And, you know, because I already really felt quite comfortable with the franchise support side. So I wanted to round out how I support my clients and make sure that, you know, we weren't missing something on the, the recruitment side. Like that's really where it starts. So when people come to me and they say, um, I want to find more franchisees, the first thing I say to them is, if they have currently franchisees is, are your current franchisees happy and profitable? And sometimes what they'll say is, yeah, yeah, but we're working on that. And I'm kind of like, you know what? That's great that you're working on that, but let's really slow this down. We need to take a look at that because we all know that if the franchisees that are currently in the system are not actually profitable or not happy or don't feel heard or don't feel respected, that they're going to tell your prospects and it's going to make it a lot harder to award a franchise or even to attract the right franchisees. So we have to start there as much as people hate that. I, I get, I get, I get resistance. You know, um, I know that people want to go right to let's just find the franchisees. And it's really like putting the cart before the horse. If your current franchisees have not properly been supported, then we've got to start there. We've got to put our, invest our time, energy, and money into getting them profitable. So that would be the first place to start area number one. And in that realm, I did an uh, a, a interview a podcast, sort of conversational interview with Dan Monahan previous to this one. You might want to go check that out where we talk about support systems. And, um, you know, if you've got franchisees that aren't happy, we've got to slow things down and have conversations with them. And that's something that I can do or you can bring it. It helps bring in an outside third party a lot of the time because sometimes the relationship's just kind of too far gone or they're just not listening anymore. So uh, keep in mind the idea of bringing in a new third party to have have like a heartfelt conversation with those franchisees if they're not coming around and you feel like you've tried everything. So area number one is to really make sure that your current franchisees are on board, engaged and profitable and happy. And there's lots of ways you can do that from, you know, within the support systems that you have, the framework that you've got, the coaching that you do, the collaboration that you do with other franchisees, you know, getting a mentorship program going between your, your higher performing franchisees and your underperformers. Uh, those are just some, some quick tips for you, but I'm more than happy to have conversations about this offline and talk about ways to get your franchisees to come around. So I can't emphasize that enough. Once we've looked at that, the next area we need to go if you're trying to attract and find more franchisees and more qualified franchisees is we've really got to make sure that your brand foundation is solid. It is It pains my heart to see franchisors spending all this money on marketing and advertising on social media, Google AdWords, whatever it is, when they are not even clear on what sets them apart. So you, I'll use an example, kind of reminds me of back in the days when I had my stores, my M&M meat shop stores. You know, if we spent all this money to get people in the door, and back then, our, uh, back in the, in the early 2000s, it was really our paper flyer that went out in the newspaper that was the big driver. Of course, that's changed now, and it's, it's an e-flyer. But that was, you know, back when it was paper, that was our most, most effective but most expensive uh, investment in, into advertising. And so we spent all this money to get people in the door. Well, what if we got them in the door and then we didn't have the product they came for or our customer service sucked? 
you know, so we've got to make sure that if we're going to spend all this money, when we get in front, in front of these people, we know what to say and how to win them over. So when it comes to your brand foundation and having a solid brand foundation, it's super important that you have authentic and clear core values. You've got to be clear on your purpose and you've and more than anything in the world, you need to be really clear on what sets you apart, your differentiator. And that's really on both a consumer level so that it's obvious to this prospective franchisee and as a franchisor. A franchisee could be looking at everything from a childcare to a pet care brand to a chocolate selling retail store. You never know what they're looking at. So you've got to have something to be able to say, why pick us? And when I talk to franchisors and they think that they have it, I hear a lot of, well, we've got proven support systems or it's a proven model, or this is how we support our franchisees. Well, guess what? You're not the only one saying that. There's lots of people, lots of franchise companies saying those very same things. You've got to have something unique and different. And that could be anything from the technology that you use in your business to to maybe the intense level of support and give examples. You've got to be really clear on what sets you apart. And it doesn't have to be just one thing. It could be a variety. It could be three things. The more you have, the stronger you're going to be there. So on the brand foundation level, we've got to get really clear on most importantly, our differentiator, but also our core values and our purpose. We need to make sure that we really understand who is our target franchisee? And if you're brand new and you, you don't even have a franchisee, there's ways that we can figure this out. I'm not going to go too far into that right now because it would take up too much time and I'm happy to have those conversations offline. Um, but we, we, you probably have a sense. So get, a, get, a, get an idea, start looking. You'll learn through trial and error, but at least if you, you know, look at, look at who's within your brand, you'll probably be able to figure that out. But we do need to get that. Keep in mind too, I've got a podcast interview I've been interviewed on uh, myself on Social Geek Radio on the DNA of a franchisee. And I go through 10 traits of an, a franchisee regardless of the brand. So you can even start there and get the DNA of a franchisee and then look at what, what, are, the, what are the custom traits in your brand. And how are you telling your story to the targeted franchisees? I see a lot of people putting out uh, um, messages like, own a franchise. Well, that's pretty technical. What does that mean to a person? What if they've never really thought about franchising? What if they don't even really know what that word means? Let's get clear on talking about the story, the opportunity that becoming a franchisee of this brand presents to that person and how it can change their life. So those are some thoughts on the brand foundation. So out of the four points we've gone through, number one, how are your current franchisees being supported? How happy are they and profitable and engaged? Number two is the brand foundation. What is your differentiator? What is the story you're telling? Number three is your current franchise lead gen strategies. So we need to take a look at what you're currently doing to attract franchisees. And so often I find people ask me to talk to them about how to improve their lead gen. And I say, okay, what are you currently doing? And they'll have like a few, a handful of units only, and they're spending a lot of money on portals and trade shows. And I, I'm not in any way putting portals and trade shows down, but before you spend all that money, I would highly recommend that you slow down and take the time to work within your network of people who already love the brand. I ask people all the time, who 
uh, your, where did your first franchisee come from? And like 99% of the time that person was a customer or an employee of the brand or of your company, or they're like a friend of an employee or a family member of your own or your own friend, but somebody that was already connected. It isn't somebody that typed in Google AdWords looking for, you know, a fitness franchise. It's because they loved and bought into your brand. So let's put in a program to make sure that we leverage all that. And so not only do we want to offer potentially maybe a referral bonus to people that send you a lead that converts to a franchisee, not only do we want to offer that, but we have to help educate people on how to, uh, how to talk about it. So that the, for example, the employees, when they come in contact with people that are like the customers of your brand, whether that's clients or customers, whatever type of business it is, and they have an opportunity to say, Hey, by the way, did you know we're growing? We're, you know, we're on a mission. And this is what I love to do too, is, is incorporate a purpose or a mission for the company. So for example, one of my clients control V, which is a VR franchise, a VR arcade franchise is on a mission to educate the masses about the potential that VR has on, on the world beyond just gaming. It has um, implications for the medical medical um, industry and and beyond. So to say something like have the employees aware to say something like, you know, if, if someone says, wow, I really love this experience at control V, then you can say something like, um, awesome. You know, if you, if you, if you love it, you know, anybody who's looking for a new opportunity, um, we are looking for people that want to own their own control V franchise. So, you know, let them know to reach out to us and don't worry about screening them. You know, so anyway, teaching your employees to say what I just said there, like teaching them, here's how you say it. Um, and here, and then, and then, you know, making sure they know that it's not their job to screen them. They're the, just get me the person's name and number and I'll get on a call with them and start to uh, take them into this franchise recruitment process. So those are some ways, especially in an early franchise, but I really think those can apply uh, in it. That referral idea can apply in a more established franchise as well. And so beyond referrals, we want to make sure that we're optimizing our uh, lower cost strategies, and then look at you know how do things like portals and brokers and brokers are actually fantastic as well as long as they really understand what you're looking for, um, and you know trade shows and all these other opportunities. But let's take a look. Let's stop for a minute and make sure that we're not just doing it because that's what everyone else is doing it. Let's make sure it really makes sense. So we got number one was looking at your current franchisees and their engagement and profitability. Number two is looking at your brand foundation and making sure you have a strong differentiator and look at how you're telling the story. Number three is the lead gen current strategies you're using and make sure that we're optimizing all the more organic approaches. And if we're using paid advertising, that we're doing it right. And then lastly, number four, drum roll, is we need to take a good look, a really good look at your franchise recruitment process. I find a lot of people have come up with a process, but have not had anybody on the outside take a look at it with them and make sure that there's not any gaps or blind spots that are causing your prospects to exhaust unnecessarily. So what I like to do with people is find out what are you currently doing from the point of the lead coming in to discovery day to closing. And 
there's, if, if you're newer to franchising and you haven't heard this before, just be aware that there's so much more to it than people think. You know, I hear a lot of people say, I'm really good at sales. I've been doing sales for 20 years. And yes, I agree. There are definitely some very foundational sales tactics and processes within the franchise recruitment process. But typically if you've done sales, you weren't selling like a $400,000 opportunity that they needed to commit to for five or 10 years. It's definitely a bigger deal. And there's certain nuances and ways that we can streamline the process while ensuring that we don't miss anything when it comes to vetting. I think that's one of the things that I learned a lot about with my upbringing with m and Meat Shops was with regards to vetting, you know, my dad always had like a lot of really grassroots ways of making sure that the franchisee was going to be a fit. Everything from, you know, thinking about would I like to have this person over for dinner and could I imagine, you know, having them stay at my house for a weekend to taking them out for dinner having maybe a drink or two if that if that fits your style and seeing how they treat the server and watching their their actions you know there's i i think there's just so many there's a lit i have a huge list myself of questions not that i not that i drill the candidate with questions but that you can incorporate tactfully throughout the process and make sure that you uncover things like i mean one of the biggest ones that gets missed is is their ability to go out into their local community and drum up business. I think that one gets missed because the franchisee typically thinks that's on the franchisor. So we need to make sure that we find out what connections do they currently have in the community? What, you know, what kind of networking are they comfortable doing? You know, all these things, whatever it is in your business. So I think a lot of that gets missed. I think there's the vetting. People talk a lot about financial qualification, which is obviously number one, but then from there, there's probably some some good questions that, that could be incorporated into the process. And then as well, some tactics like trial closing, you know, asking at each call at this point, are you feeling like this is a yes or a no? If it's a no, why not? If it's a yes, what gets you excited about it? Um, things like uh, next step selling, you know, just let's, let's book the next call. Let's make sure we get on that next call. What do you do if they ghost you? That's another whole animal we need to look at. What's your process when you have the call and you really like the candidate initially and they seem to like you, it feels like a fit, and now they ghost you, you know? So we need to make sure that we're covering all these things. So back to the original question, it was, hey, hey, Angela, how can I find more franchisees? How can I sell more franchises? Well, franchisor, this is the answer in my opinion. We got to look at these four areas before we do anything else, before we go and increase our, our spend, our monthly spend on advertising, before we fire our franchise development person, before we, you know, leave our franchisees that we currently have to figure it out for themselves. We got to really look at these areas. So just to refresh, we've got the franchisee engagement and profitability We've got to look at lead gen strategies, what you're currently doing and make sure you're optimizing your organic opportunities. Number three was the franchise recruitment process. Sorry, I jumped one. I'm going to go back. We're going to start over. See, I'm not even going to edit this out. We're going to start at franchisee engagement and profitability. Number two was the brand foundation. If anybody caught that, good for you. Uh, brand foundation was like the differentiator, also the core values. What story are you telling? Who's your target franchisee? 
Number three was the lead gen strategies and tactics and making sure that you're optimizing your opportunities within your network. And number four was really taking a good look at your franchise recruitment process. One of the things I love to do with my clients is get on calls with them and coach, coach through that process uh, naturally and debrief afterwards so the candidate doesn't know um, or have them record the calls and then, and then look at it after. So those are some ways if you're looking to find more franchisees. And so I will stay tuned to hear if anybody would be interested in me running through what I learned at the LinkedIn workshop at the IFA 2020. And lastly, I think it'd be kind of cool for me to leave you with a uh, sort of a quote or an inspirational thought that I heard earlier this week. And I am just going to see here. I've got it. So it was this. It was the most inspiring person is not the one that's already winning and not the one that already seems successful. The most inspiring person is the one who's overcoming the fear of doing something, not the one that's already amazing at doing it. So give that some thought. I know when I see somebody, you know, I ran a, a marathon back in, uh, in 2001 and, and then some half marathons and, and all that after that until my knees <laughs> became a problem. But when I ran that first marathon, I remember seeing those people that came in like almost dead last, you know, or the ones that walked it and came in last. And I just remember thinking, now that is inspiring. So keep that in mind. Hopefully that inspired you. Hopefully you got some nuggets. Please let me know if you got anything out of this. It's very helpful for me to know. If you want me to go deeper into any of this, I can do that too. And in the meantime, as always, go be awesome.